Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. Philippians 2, 1 to 13. I'm reading from the NIV version. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death and even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place Gave him the name that is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Verse 12, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with the dumbbells of fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Let's pray. Father, our dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift that is today. We get to enjoy time in your presence, Jehovah. Thank you for the strength to get to your house, the ability to be here together with other believers. Jehovah, it is time for your word. And our prayer is that we hear from you. But not only hear from you, but help our hearts to be good grounds for whatever it is that you have in store for us today. Help us, Jehovah, to do what we need to do from the volume of your word. Help us today in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. We all shout, Amen. Amen. Let's all shout, Amen. Hallelujah. Um, one of the things I love about the story of Israel and the nation of Israel is what God promised the nation. If you read Genesis very well, you realize that a problem occurred at the garden. Adam was not supposed to have eaten the fruit. Neither was Eve supposed to eat. Because they ate, now God had to come up with plan number two of how to save us. Jesus was the plan. But before we got to Jesus, somebody called Moses came and he was a mighty prophet. The Bible says that he saw God face to face. I've always wondered how that was. Hey, man, the face to face. That is powerful. Baka, he begged God. Imagine, I'm going to be on a mountain, so pass by. Watch and he as you pass by. And he saw him. But there's something he told the Israelites before he died which is something that we're going to talk about. He told them in Deuteronomy 18, guys, I know you think I am the prophet, 
But after me, there's coming one that is going to be powerful. He was almost talking like what John was, was doing when he was baptizing. He told them a great prophet will come. When you fast forward all the way to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah is like the whole Bible. When you get there, we'll have strength enough to finish it. Isaiah talks about a, a Messiah that is coming. The king of kings. The Bible says, upon his shoulders will be the government of the nations. And so you can imagine when you get to the New Testament and you are a, an Israelite, a Jew. Somebody who knows that uh, God spoke to your forefathers. And you're there and you know very well that the Messiah was supposed to come. But you know also very well that you are now under captivity from the Roman Empire. It is not a very good time. It is a difficult time for the nation of Israel. But you're there thinking, where is this Messiah? Akoapi. And so on one hand, you are going through what you're going through, but you're also very hopeful, knowing very well that this guy is going to come. And when he comes, these jokers will be no more. You know that feeling before you go start gymming? I'm a exercising. I'm a whatever it is that you want to do. One of the first thoughts you normally have is, ah, manze, mtakuwa na pesa kwa bank. You know? Autobiashara, you know what I mean. When you're exercising, you can already see the six-pack even before you start. Ama izo masiguembe, ushaziona, you're like, kianani. Before long, those selfies, azitakuwa ngazileza, you know those ones? You have to suck in your. Ah uh ah. -uh. chill. Ume relax too. Take the photo. Why are you sucking in? That is what we normally see. Before we even start, the children of Israel, Messiah is coming and this guy will be it. He will destroy all these people. Now, fast forward, Jesus shows up and is like, eh, uh uh. Mimi, I didn't come to do what you think I came to do. So he goes into the temple and he reads a portion of scripture from Isaiah 61. The guys knew Isaiah 9 because that's what the wonderful counselor, prince of peace, that's where it comes from. But he reads them Isaiah 61 and he tells them something profound. He tells them this, the spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To set the oppressed free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. The Bible says this, verse, verse 1 and 2. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. You can imagine. He began by saying to them, to them, today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Can you imagine if it was you? Who was the Jew, the Israelite, the believer of scripture? You have read of Moses talking about the greater prophet coming. You know of Isaiah, because Isaiah was an Israelite. You know of what he said, of the Messiah he promised. And then the guy standing up saying he's the Messiah, at he, he has come 
is not even dressed like a king. You know his mom very well. And the carpenter father. You know him very well. And yet, he is saying, I am the God of heaven. I have come to rescue you. Would we not be reading of you also saying, Ah, no, you are a joke. That's exactly how they all reacted. Jesus was telling them, I have come to proclaim good news to the poor. I didn't come to overtake the Roman Empire. I've come to proclaim freedom for the prisoners. Help the blind recover their sight. Proclaim the year of the Lord's favor by setting the oppressed free. Do you understand why Jesus came? I was asking the guys this morning, why did you get born again? Why did you receive him into your heart? Do you understand that he's the bishop of your soul? These guys never understood. They were waiting for the great Messiah. The one who was the prince of the children of Israel. The king of kings. But they looked at Jesus and said, One of the first things you must realize before you even start doing your exercises is why you're exercising. Why? If you want to go to the gym, if you want to lose weight, why? Because the sole purpose of the gym is to simply make your mental and physical health better. That is it. The rest in the extras. The six-pack, those are extras. But it is for your health. As believers, we must understand the sole purpose of Jesus is salvation of mankind. That is it. The rest need things. Those are things, things. He may give you, he may not. Do we understand what salvation is all about? Why he came. Why he looked upon us as those who are dying and said to end the curse. Do we know that? Because salvation is simply how he came to save mankind from the effects and the power of sin. He came to save us from death itself. That is the only reason he came. Is he singing any extras too? Just like Kaleka Siguembe. Ni extras. So why did you receive Jesus? Or if you've not received him, why have you not received the Lord? Why have you not accepted him into your heart? If you've accepted him, what's the reason? I remember my reason. I remember it very well. Form 2. Upper hill, eh? It's okay. <laughs> Do you remember that uh, play Heaven's Gates? Ni Hells? Hells? Eh? Heavens? Hells Flames. Eh. They came to a high school. Now, Kikuja, back then, I knew of the Lord. I knew. You know, my dad is Anglican. So, and those who have Anglican dads, 
You know, ni standard. You go in, pray, stand, sit, you know. I love my Anglican brothers, but eh, hey, Anyway. So these guys came, and I remember once they were done with the play, nakuambia ile the salvation call that was made after that. Everyone was on the pool. I did not want to go to, I was scared of going to hell. Do you know why you received Jesus? Why? Why did you receive him? Was it fear like me? And so over the years, I've come to learn, wait a minute, it can't be just because of fear that I received Jesus. Because he's a person. Jesus is the person of the Godhead. God is a spirit. The spirit is a spirit, obviously. Jesus is the person. When we get to heaven, we will see him. God is a spirit, so I think we may not see him, but we will know. He is relationship. Why did you receive the Lord? What are you waiting for if you've not received him? Are you walking with him? Because one of the things that we must do in starting the salvation workout, those initial steps is to understand why salvation. Why? Did he come to topple the government of Rome? Ama did he come to oppress, to save the oppressed? Did he come to make sure that Israel was on the map? Ama did he come to make sure that those who are blind saw? What did Jesus come to do in your life? I don't mean your friends. We got born again as a group. I remember. We were so many. But why me? Why Fred? Why did he come to save me? What was wrong with me? Yes, there is sin. But why you? Have you ever asked yourself the question? Why come for me? We must answer the questions. You know, like in the gym, one of the first things you must do, and I started by saying this, ukifika, ushalipa, now you're about to start. One of the first things the instructor will tell you is, boss, do you have the right shoes? Do you know the postures? With yans and a deadlift. You must start slowly. You must start with cardio. Warm up the body kidogo. We must listen to the instructor. You must know the instructor. Ama atakama si uyu, there's somebody advising you somewhere. You can be, hey, we see you a dumbbell at 20 kgs. Answer now, five. Jesus must be our instructor in this salvation walk. He must be. It can't be your friend. It, I dare say this. It can't be the pastor. Pastor Alisema, no alikuwa na watoto ine. That is what we know. Amen. A friend of mine texted me the other day because I said, I've just finished week one um, joining you guys. He's not part of this church. I've, I joined you in week one. How come I've always been told in church that Noah asked the people to come help him build? But I've just read the book of Genesis. I was like, The pastor cannot be an instructor. It must be Jesus. The same way you can gym, the guy and I can be 
What do you want to do? You want your body to look like this, eh? then you must do this one, not this one. Is Jesus the instructor of your life? Every decision you make, is he the guy who tells you, eh, now, pale usiende, tuende pale instead. Ama is it that you talk to him after you make your decisions? And if you're that kind of gym person, are you talking to the instructor and now your back is in issues? Hey, I've ever done that before. I was told very well. Pastor Kianza, answer slowly. Pole pole, tukipanda, tukipandanga. Nika sema hiko nini. Ai, I am sujui how many kgs, now this thing is 15 kgs. Kwa ni kunubaya gani? Ah, nika inua, nisikitu, ah. Then you're like, ooh, I should have listened. Then they see you next week. They're like, Pasi, Mgongo, Ikosawa. I'm like, ah. Who is your instructor? Because what the Lord now begins to do with the children of Israel is to begin to tell them, now as an instructor of a gym, the shoes you need to wear look like this. The weights you need to start ni hapa. He began with the Beatitudes, remember? Akisema, blessed are those. Hey, blessed are you when you wear the right shoes for the gym. Blessed are you when you lift the right dumbbell. Not ile unafikiria hii unaweza. But there's one instruction he gave that I love. Matthew chapter 16, verse 6. He simply told the disciples, beware, beware of the leaven, the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The first time I ever read that, I thought, okay, what is this guy talking about? And I know when you read, I think the book of Luke or the book of, I think it's the book of Luke, it's about the teaching of the Pharisees. I was like, what, 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 what were these guys teaching? But if you notice very well the life of Jesus, all through his life, the people that were against him the most were the Pharisees, the Sadducees, Kunapo, the scribes, those who are called the Essenes, and some who are uh, the group of Herod. They, 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 they are guys who really loved the kingdom of Herod. They were always against the Lord. Every single time. The Lord looks at the disciples and tells them, as part of the many instructions he gave, beware, disciples. People who believe in Christ. People who decided to take this salvation walk. If you want to make sure that this workout plan works for you, beware of the Pharisees. He warns them very strongly to beware. Not only the Pharisees, to some of the Sadducees, the scribes, the scenes. There's another group that's called the Zealots and the supporters of Herod. Let me just read all these guys believed. Eh? I love to endless. Sadducees taught that the Pentateuch was what was the word of God. The Pentateuch is the first five books of the, the Bible. But yet, they denied the resurrection of the dead. So when Christ said that I will die and rise again, only say, my liar. No, 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 we don't believe that. Yet, they believe the scriptures. The Pharisees taught traditions. The traditions, and they call them the traditions of Moses. At what Moses was given in the mount, in the mountain of Sinai, in the Old Testament. And the laws, about 613 of them. 
those traditions, what the Jews believed, that is what they stuck to. So when Jesus came and attacked some of the traditions, they were like, uh-uh, this cannot be, it cannot be God, no. The scribes were guys who knew the scriptures well. Wachungaji, teachers of the law. But most of them were Pharisees, so they were more traditional than scriptural. The Essenes taught that ceremonial rituals made one righteous. When I tithe, when I take the Holy Communion, when I come for Sunday services, then I'm righteous. Nikismam apani preach, neno, pastor is righteous. The zealots believe the Messiah to be the political leader. And so, that cannot be Jesus. Who jamaa is equal politically? How? How? What I find strange, and I shared this with the team in the morning, what I find strange is all these guys were Jews. They were Israelites. Yet, they never believed in Jesus. The very revelation of the word of God was in front of them. He was right there. Do you know how, can you imagine how amazing it was to hang out with the Lord? Who is Lalanja? Bread and fish, remember? Hey. You can never drown. Me, I can't swim. I can't. Amen? You all have things you can't do. No judging. But with the Lord, I could not have at a, at a, at a, I would sing a need to swim. Jesus was everything. Yet, these groups never believed him. Why? How come they never saw it? And these guys were powerful guys in the land. What reasons do you have for not believing Jesus? And you know each have them, by the way. What reasons do you have? Or do you believe him all the time? I know that's a lie. Jehovah, you want to tell me you're going to come through? How? One of the things I realized looking through the lives of these guys is I cannot blame them. You know, if you look at Malachi and look at Matthew, that space, the gap there is almost 400 years. And so the nation of Israel never heard from God and never saw any open vision, never saw any prophet for 400 years. Can you imagine how your family will look like if for 400 years nobody knew Jesus? Your line, let's say your great, 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 great uko. Imagine that gap of 400 years. How would that look like in your family? No wonder they could not believe him. When he came, they were like, nah, nah, it can't be. This cannot be what we've been waiting for 400 years. Never. And I don't blame them. For 400 years, the land was quiet. It was dead. And so the problem with that, what develops when God is quiet, even in your life, is ignorance. We perish because of lack of knowledge. These guys had no knowledge of God. Because the land was dead. The spiritual atmosphere of Israel at when Jesus came was almost minus whatever. There was nothing. So your heart develops ignorance because you, you don't know. How, how can you be the Lord? We've not even, yeah, it's been so long. 
nah, no way. But the problem with ignorance is it aids your unbelief. Pole pole, you're like, eh, no, why? Be, how this guy cannot be? I kauko. I, I know what scripture says. Me, I expect this personally. So this is not matching to this. So ah, ignorance. Are you ignorant of the things God has said in your life through His Word? Has God specifically told you this is what needs to happen? But you're like, ah, nah, no. Your heart is in a bad place. Next to ignorance, what then happens is the longer we stay without the knowledge of God in our lives, the more we get to the place of now believing our own things. That is how we start thinking for ourselves. That is how we start directing ourselves to the things of this world. How are you thinking even today? Is your thinking aligning with the word of God? Or is your thinking aligning with the things of this world? If it is in the things of this world, I kid you not, your belief in Ashuka. You're almost in unbelief. Because you have purposed in your heart, I am going to do things my way or the world's way, not God's way. Translation, you do not believe in the Lord. The more these guys stayed without the Lord, the more they started doing things their own way. The Sadducees, you're told in the scripture, were one of the most wealthy people, the wealthiest in the temple. They were in charge of the temple. Remember when Jesus went to the temple, get out. My house shall be called a house of prayer. The Sadducees had made the house of God place Yabiashar. They were the richest people in the land. They stayed so long without doing the things of God they were supposed to. Mbaka, they started doing things in their own way. The way the world wanted it. So they think they've made it, but actually you're doing things in your own way. And we know very well what the Lord asks us is that the wisdom that we possess must be of him. Not the wisdom of the world. And then finally, what happens when we stay so ignorant without the word of God, in the space of God, when we start doing things like the world does, what then happens at the end is we immerse ourselves in the deceitfulness of sin. The deceitfulness of sin. The longer you do things your own way, the longer you walk your own path in this world, not aligning with the things of God, the more you immerse yourself into sin. So where are we this morning? Where is our family? Are you the light in your home? Do you remind them what God says? Because if we don't, then very slowly we will be like the Israelites who God was right in the middle of where they were. But they never saw him. Has God spoken to you so openly in your life today, last week, this morning? But you're like, nah, yeah, Jehovah, man, say, uh -uh. no, no. That does not make sense. What do you mean we are suppo I'm supposed to? No, 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 no. Do you believe what God says in his word? Do you know why you don't believe? 
Because maybe it's your family as well. Nobody in your family is born again. So you are the first person who's coming to the light of God. It will take a while. Don't quit on the Lord too early. It will take a while for you to get to the understanding that this is Jehovah. Because your heart has been so dead for long. What's your reason for not believing Jesus? And what he has probably told you for 2021? Because believe you me, everyone here today has an assignment from God. The problem is finding what it is. prophet, hallelujah. No, that is not me unless Mungu was me otherwise. What is your assignment from God for 2021? What has he told you to do? Do you know it? Do you believe in it? Because if you don't, then what's the reason? Why don't you believe? Because, guys, one of the saddest things, I think, in the nation of Israel is when Jesus appeared at the scene and they never knew him. Can you imagine the day your child cannot know who you are? I know my daughter is not listening to this. Jana, she rolled her eyes at me. My seven-year-old daughter rolled her eyes at like literally went <laughs> seven years old. That is literally what the Israelites did. At Yam God. How do you think he feels when you, his child, do not believe in him? Yet you read the scriptures. We all read it. Aye. I've been reading the scriptures to you from 20 what? 2013 or 2014. And yet I still have moments and I'm like, hey, Jehovah, aye, aye. How do you think he feels? This year, papas, children of God, let's papas, whatever God says about us, that he will be there for us. He is the God of heaven who created you and I. He sat down and said, the world needs this person. It needs you. I know most of us to me and are useless. So, but God in his wisdom saw it fit to bring you here. The problem is we are so busy doing things he never called us to do. And we don't even want to look for the things he has called us to do. It is scary for crying out loud. A congregant one day told me, yeah, me, I know, I think I know what God has called me to do. But it is scary, man. Here's the thing. How, do you th how, how scary do you think it was for Peter to be called Kuja? Eh, I'm on the water, now even you Kuja, you can stand as well. It is not an easy thing, but he went. The way we build our faith is by knowing him. The reason I insist on us reading the word, and I will insist upon it until I die, I think is a call over my life, is because how I've known the voice of God in my life is through reading scripture. That's how I've known. You think it's a joke? I can tell Lau is a good friend of mine. When Lau sends me an, a text and Philip send me, sends me a text, even without having the names, I can tell who is Philip. 
When wifey sends me a text, for sure. Hii anajua, huu ni mrembo wangu. This one I know. That is what the scripture is supposed to do to us. The more we read the word of God, the more we know his voice. We know his mind, how he thinks. Some of us, without even telling, if you had a very good friend when you, like even three years ago, when they call you today, without even them reminding you there, you know them. You're like, ayya, uni John, bana. John, teniaje? You know. God desires that for us. He wants you to know his voice. Why? Because the world now is crazy. There is a thousand and one voices that we listen to. Let's know God's voice this year. Let's know it. The more time you spend in his word, the more you'll know him. The more you know him, the more your belief of him increases. And trust me, when your belief in the Lord gets to the point that he wants you to get to, you're going to do exploits on this earth. Whether guys recognize it or not, your exploit may just be reminding guys to read the Bible. Your exploit might, might be just raising that son or daughter to what God called them to be. Let's purpose to know God. We must know why we don't believe. Is it your family? Is it the ignorance that came from that? Is it the world? Are you so in tune with how the world does things that it has killed your belief in him? But you do it. Is it sin? If it is sin, there's one answer to it. It must die. Hebrews chapter 12, remember? The sin that so easily besets, that must be killed. Kuna ile sin ya kulikuwa na ice cream bucket mzima, hiyo siku ni kama ulikume. You are discouraged to kafia kayote. That's that's once in a while. But come on, every day there's a problem. We understand those ones. But the sin that so easily besets you, that one we must kill in the name of the Lord. Why, why don't you believe in the Jesus that you read, that we sing about? We jump and dance. Yeah, yeah. That God we dance about, why don't we believe him? His, his, yeah, his joy is that you find his joy. Why are you still in Vituazikupei joy? Why? Take the Lord with both of your hands. I know I have a long way to go, but let's go. <laughs>